0: I need you to listen to this, for me. Like, we're friends, and and I feel like this could really help you if you listen to this podcast episode. She read some Harry Potter fan fiction, and that's not that's not clean stuff. I know what goes on on those website, so...
1: Like, they'll give somebody, like, a three-piece suit and a pocket watch or something,
0: and you're like, what do you mean this is his new look? How could that be his new
1: look? You know,
0: someone turns a corner to their cat, and the cat says, Well, hi! southern gentleman and i love that
1: hello and welcome to people you may know this week i had casey and his cat clementine on it was a fantastic conversation i had a lot of fun talking with casey i feel like he's a very interesting person with a unique perspective and he's the type of person who really thinks about things, and I know many of my listeners can't relate to that. You're morons who don't use your brains, but Casey does, and it's just different to be around someone like that when I'm used to talking to you losers. I don't know why I'm nagging my fans today. I First of all, calling you fans I know is presumptuous. I don't know. I'm afraid you'll abandon me. So I'm trying to reel you back in by making you feel like you're not good enough. So you're trying to prove yourself to me now. So hopefully that works. One of the things I brought up during this conversation was the TV show Parenthood and I knew I would get backlash for this. I was like, people are going to judge me. For watching the show Parenthood. So I better preemptively do some damage control in the form of convincing you all to watch it. If you have not seen Parenthood yet, you really should watch it. If you enjoy a family drama, it's also very light. A lot of the time it's it's very realistic in that you're watching a family go through their life ups and downs multiple families it's it's a an extended family so you're seeing just day to day boring stuff you know and then you're seeing unexpected pregnancies and cheating scandals and divorce and death and illness of raising teenagers and being an adult who has their shit together or doesn't have their shit together. They really have everything on this show. They tackle pretty much every topic over the series because it was on like nine seasons and it's just really, really well done. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. So if you've never seen it and you enjoy crying Oh, you got to watch it. I can tell you, I watched this series for the first time. I watched it by myself when my boyfriend at the time was at work because I didn't think he'd be into it. And when I think I'll really like something, I also sometimes just prefer to watch it by myself. And I'm telling you, I would cry so much watching this damn show. Sometimes during the intro, I would just start sobbing because of what was happening on the show at the time. <laughs> it's just I don't know, I feel like sometimes you just need that and I I really enjoy watching a show that makes me cry. But generally I can't do it with someone else. I don't really like crying around someone else. So then I rewatch the series with my husband Sean. I didn't cry nearly as much. I maybe couldn't hold back a couple of times, but in general, I kept it together. Cause I don't want to seem weak. No men don't like weak women. I try to be very tough around him, <laughs> but he loved the show too. So it's not just me types that could like it. So anyway, that's all I have for you today. I just have a recommendation. I'm like yawning in the intro and I was just going to leave that. Okay. Re-record that's all I have for you (laughs) is just a recommendation for parenthood. Watch it. I, I believe the entire series is still on Netflix, but if they took it away recently, I don't know, buy it on Amazon or something. Okay. Don't be a bitch about it. Welcome to the show. So we are going to start with an icebreaker. And this is which is worse, cat edition. Wow. Okay. Because you've got a little kitty, I can see her back there. She's probably going to want to chime in during this segment, but no, it's just just you. Good yeah, answer, She likes okay? to be on
0: camera. <laughs> oh yeah. I think she knows when she's on camera. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's really putting on a show, lifting her leg, like which is impressive. Yeah, she's flexible. <laughs> okay which is worse when your cat meows until you do it at once or when your cat scratches on something and won't stop no matter how much you yell or like hit on things like hey hey stop stop
0: um i think the first one um i i kind of don't i'm kind of a pushover in terms of scratching stuff like i just kind of let her do it um because I don't care about most of my things and uh she had her nails clipped right when we first got her and so I was like maybe that's just a thing she has to do at this point I don't know and then I never stopped
1: <laughs> okay but when she meows constantly you're a, you're a pushover probably in both ways I've I've gotten
0: good at making her think that I'm a really heavy sleeper like if she meows in the morning uh Frida will get up and then I just pretend I can't hear her even if she's like walking
1: on me <laughs> It really is interesting how cats learn what they can get away with with you. Like, if Uh you do respond to them when they meow, they will bug you every morning. But if you really don't give in, it's like so similar to children. (laughs) Like, you may have to go like six hours one day with straight meowing, but if you don't give in, they'll stop doing that. (laughs) Yeah, there's a word for that with children. It's, uh, I want to say Lamaze, but it's not the Lamaze method,
0: but it's like, (laughs) there's like a term for if you let a child cry through the night, they like.
1: Oh, oh no. That's, that's a different thing. That is not what I meant.
0: (laughs) You let them, you let them cry through one night and then they, they
1: get it. See, but that's an interesting one because that's like, they learn, oh, no one's here for me. I'm not safe when I need something. No one is there. I think it could be very bad psychologically for kids. to. It gives them a a rugged
0: individualism. Yeah, (laughs) maybe it's an outdated concept, maybe.
1: Yeah, they end up uh, independent Mm -hmm. in a way that is probably not fun to anyone. They may date later, but (laughs) I guess why not? Makes parenting easier, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just leave them there. I actually read this book. What the fuck was it called? The boy the boy treated like a dog or something like that. And there's a bunch of different stories in there about different kids who are abused in some way and generally accidentally. Like the, <laughs> oh, the boy raised as a dog. So you'd think, "Oh, wow, that was some terrible abuse." no i guess like what they say happened is that his grandma was raising him i think maybe his mom died and his grandma was raising him and she loved him so much and then she died and her husband was like i don't get kids i don't know you put them in a cage i guess
0: he read that (laughs) on a psychology textbook at one point and was like i think that's just the thing you do is
1: you put kids in cages yeah so yeah then the kid was just like feral Uh, (laughs) but you know i think eventually got to be okay um i think we're still trying new things figure out what's good for kids but there was another story in the book that was really interesting where this lady who was a little developmentally delayed had two children her first child was really easy and then when she had another kid it was like colicky like wouldn't stop crying and she was like this is a little annoying so what we're gonna do is me and the older one who's Fun to be around, we're gonna go out for our afternoon walk and get lunch and everything, and we'll just leave the crying one in the room alone and They did this every single day, <laughs> and so that kid ended up like murdering two girls <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> that's it's, it's, what
0: happens. yeah, that's one of the things where you can kind of see where they're coming from, where it's like we don't want to reward this behavior, and so we're just gonna <laughs> in the process create a monster,
1: yeah. Yeah. And then there was another one that was similar, but it was these parents hired a babysitter and she was like a relative, but she ended up getting another job and she didn't want to lose the money from the babysitting job. So she would just leave the baby in the closet all day while she was at work and then come home before the parents came home and said, everything was great with the baby. <laughs> So just cool, <laughs> cool ideas people have for how to, how to raise kids that, I don't know.
0: Yeah. What, what are you going to do? Not work a second job? I don't know. <laughs>
1: right. Exactly. Please. You'd be a fool to turn that down. Yeah. Okay. Back to your cat. Cause I can see her getting impatient in the background. Yeah. She's it's not about her
0: <laughs> laying down now.
1: Ah, <sighs> boring. Okay. Which is worse when you accidentally step on your cat's paw or when you almost trip over your cat when it walks under your feet?
0: Um, I think she's pretty good about not being tripped on. I I backed over her with the computer chair the other day and I felt very <sighs> bad about oh. it. Um, and I she darted out of the room and uh, it, it was actually right before we recorded the lunch podcast whenever we did that, like moments oh, wow. before. And I was just like, oh man, now I got to well, after this is done, I'm going to set things straight with her. Like.
1: I knew you were totally off during that whole recording yeah. session. I knew something happened. You could tell that there was some trauma. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> okay. Which is worse when your cat cozies up to company or when your cat hides from company,
0: that's actually tough. Cause we, we only got her, uh, we're only fostering her. Um,
1: oh, she's not your permanent cat.
0: No, um, Frida and I have talked about getting a cat and we wanted to like get a test cat, uh, first. And so, um, there's something just kind of came up. One of my friends got kicked out of her apartment because of quarantine or something. And she needed a cat sitter for like six months. So we've had her for, uh, since June, but, uh, because of that, because it's been quarantined the whole time, she hasn't actually seen any company, but, um, she did hide from a plumber at one point, which was good because we're kind of not telling anyone we have her right now
1: okay so if she hides from people that's a good thing she knows yeah. the deal you're not allowed to have a pet <laughs> so i'll hide she's keeping up the illusion yeah yeah that's nice it's fostering slash babysitting
0: yeah i tried to think of myself as like a cool uncle for this duration like uh not a not a parent but a cool uncle who's you know she's staying with us for a while
1: yeah Yeah, definitely. I like that. And that actually, I know we talked a little bit about the East Area Rapist on the lunch podcast. I mean, of course, a common lunch topic, but that is something that came up in that I'll Be Gone in the Dark documentary that his niece stayed with him for a while. So you'd be in good company, a good cool uncle company is all I'm saying. Yeah. Have you ever seen
0: the movie uh, Slums of Beverly Hills? Yes. Yes. I just saw that recently and it's very weird how like there's a scene where um, Alan Arkin grabs Marissa Tomei's boob, even though she's uh, his niece in the movie and they just kind of like brush it off. They're like, "Uh, you just got to forgive him. Like sometimes a man gets very hungry is what they say. Um, Oh
1: God. And I
0: I don't, it's just, it was like a very weird incest thing that never really got resolved. So I have to assume the director was like cool with it. I don't know. I thought that was very weird
1: that that is weird (laughs) yeah
0: has has it been a while since you've seen it
1: yes I think I saw it like when it first came out so I was like 13 or something ridiculous (laughs) I saw it like a month ago okay so fresh in your mind Mm -hmm. I feel like I wanted it to be really good and then I didn't really think it was good yeah that's
0: that's about where I was too
1: are, you know the idea of, like, having a chosen family? Like, if your family isn't supportive of you for whatever reason or you just don't have much family, that you choose different friends to fill different roles. hmm Who do you think you would be to your girlfriend and who would she be to you? Interesting.
0: Um, huh. Okay, so you're looking for, like mom dad brother sister something in that I I mean I I guess the safest answer would be like very distant cousin um to make it the least (laughs) incestuous like uh very distant you know
1: no no Um, then everyone you know is just a distant cousin because you don't want it to be weird (laughs) um
0: I guess I would say if my options are between like intergenerational incest and intragenerational incest, incest. So, oh my God. <laughs> right? That, that's the options you're giving now, me, right?
1: They're meant to not, don't take like, oh, she's like my mom because I want to fuck my mom. That's not what I'm asking. It's more like what sort of relationship do you have with her? Is she like a nurturing mother figure? Is she like a buys you your first porn father figure? like makes fun of you playfully punches you in the arm. Brother, who uh-huh. is she to you? <laughs> well, okay, like I say, you're giving me the option to either
0: want to have sex with my mom or my sister. And oh, I, my I think God. that that's what you're saying. I don't Why I can't
1: can she be your brother? Okay, yeah, I wife? guess that's true.
0: Well I'm gonna go with sister, but I don't like this question.
1: Because <laughs> well, it's a it's
0: she... a it's a companionable relationship on equal footing, oh, you my know, God.
1: Oh my god, that's we're crazy. not we're not
0: weird. We're not weird in any way. We're a normal couple.
1: Okay. Well I'll just tell you, I am my husband's mom and he is my mom. Interesting. <laughs> Two moms. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, they always say a woman's greatest fear is that she marries her mother and becomes her mother at the same time. <laughs>
1: Okay, which is worse, when your cat drinks out of your water glass or when it sticks its paw in your plate of food? Um,
0: I think paw in the food is worse because the, the water glass thing is kind of endearing, I think. And I think probably her mouth is cleaner than her paw, but I don't really know if that's true. But what do they say? A dog's mouth is cleaner than a human's? Is it Maybe a cat's mouth too?
1: Yeah, well... I mean, they're licking their butts constantly. I just I don't know how that's much true. I believe that whole thing, but but their paw doesn't have any cleaning ability and they're just using it in the litter box, so you can figure that's not yeah. the cleanest. Uh, our cat has a our cat has a bidet. actually, she. <laughs> oh, she, she she's wow.
0: Very thinking like that.
1: No, I'm just yeah, <laughs> nice. She's just soaking wet all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you still drink the water after your cat licked out of it?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I think there is something very uh, close about sharing food with uh, your pet. Um, I used to, you know, my old lizard drag line, who you were a, a noted hater of, but, you know, that's fine. <laughs> you, you had your options. Um <laughs> I used to have to, like, chew up carrots for him, and sp- I don't know if I had to, but I did it. I would chew up carrots and spit her <laughs> into his food bowl, and I felt very much like a mother bird, and it was kind of, like, nice. And uh, so maybe if she was drinking out of my water, I would feel that way.
1: Okay. So you want children is what I'm hearing. I um, I think I-, I want a cat right for-, for right now. <laughs> okay, see how that goes. Yeah, I... Used to just drink whatever after my cat drank out of it. I didn't care. But then I noticed like certain cats leave like a fistful of hair in the water when they drink mm. from it. So it yeah. like fully depends on your cat. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I love when the cats put their paw on my plate though, because it's hilarious that they want the food that bad. Mm-hmm. So like I don't care how dirty their paw is. It's just. It's so funny. And then I love when they run away with your food or when they growl at you <laughs> they get it. <laughs> I had this weird cake once and <laughs> my cat took a whole slice of the cake and ran away with it. It was like, it was like a marzipan cake or something so it could easily be like taken in one piece but it was so funny i was like there's no way you want to eat that i don't even want to eat that (laughs) fucking marzipan is gross
0: cats don't know (laughs) that some cakes are made to be like looked at more than (laughs) eaten.
1: totally they don't know okay which is worse when your cat sits right in front of the tv while you're watching something or when it lays on papers you're looking at
0: Hmm. The papers one is pretty um i mean, I think it's it all comes down. I find a lot of stuff endearing that is also kind of annoying, I guess. Um mm-hmm. so I don't mind it too much, but I think that the papers one is is more of a hindrance, like if I'm trying to read a book and she'll like step on it or something.
1: Totally. I agree. If they're in front of the TV, it's like mm, your TV's probably big enough, it's not like a huge deal and Yeah, I I can
0: tell what's behind that head. Usually. Yeah.
1: And it's kind of funny how oblivious a cat can be, too. Like, I do love that when you're watching something and then they're just sitting like right in front of it. And you're like, you are such an idiot. Like, you have no idea that you're fully just interrupting something. Or maybe they do. I don't know. But it's cute. Yeah.
0: I've gotten into um, YouTube for cats recently. Uh,
1: oh, really? I, I think it's kind of
0: enjoyable. It's like a very, like, low-key nature documentary sometimes. They just have a camera mm-hmm. rolling on a bunch of birds, like, eating seed.
1: Oh, and, okay. Uh,
0: sometimes I'll just watch that myself. It's kind of
1: enjoyable. Okay, so this is for you. This isn't even for the cat. Uh,
0: it, I started off for the cat, but I have like sometimes I'll sit down at the TV and be like, I'm eating a sandwich, and I don't want to watch a movie or anything like that, so I'll just turn on the the bird channel.
1: Nice. Does the cat get into it at all? Does she try to hit the screen? Sometimes, yeah. Okay, yeah, because that's that's the cutest when they're like, it's here. Yeah, they don't understand uh, objects. <laughs> no, they don't know. It's so cute.
0: Apparently this cat used to jump on her own shadow. Um, her her owner told us that. <laughs> uh, but she doesn't cute. do that anymore, so she learned that at some point. That is very cute. Yeah.
1: What's her name? Clementine. That's a cute name. Which,
0: in my opinion, is one syllable too long. I think every animal name should be two syllables max. Uh. And so she gets called just like Clemmy sometimes or Clem if you're feeling really quick. But uh, I don't really like Clem. I think that's like too much, um, too short.
1: Yes. I feel like almost any cat name, like it kind of doesn't matter what you name them because you have to create a weird nickname that's going to be nothing. Like you'll have a cat named Clementine and you'll end up their name is Bucky or something. And you're like, I don't know how it turned into Bucky. But yeah. She did this and then that, and slowly it morphed into Bucky. Yeah. <laughs> but there really are certain names that are like very difficult to change into something cute. My cat, Pumpkin, she's not, she still doesn't have a cute name because you can't. Pumpy. That's what my mom calls her. Oh, really? um, So I call her Poomp Cone, which is not even good at all. But she's not that great of a cat, to be honest. So it's like I'm not putting a lot of energy into her nicknames. I also have a cat named Olive, who I would call Doll doll Dove. And that was (laughs) all I could come up with. Now she's just Dove. So we did figure it out eventually. Okay. (sighs) But it's just, it doesn't always work. Some of the names, you think something will come up, and no, you end up going with just Clemmy, which is okay, but... It's fine,
0: yeah. We, um at one point, when I was living with my uh, parents, they got a, a goat, and the family couldn't decide on a name, so just everyone had their own name for the goat, which, I guess, I don't know, the goat didn't know, but it, it's it's not a ideal situation to be in.
1: No, yeah, that's, I mean... It's nice. Everyone feels like they have a say. Mm -hmm. It it was sometimes hard deciding on pet names growing up for sure. And and once my dad has an idea, that's probably going to be the name of the animal because he won't Mm -hmm. stop saying it. But I remember having a really hard time. I got this cat when I was, I don't even know, five or something. And I couldn't decide on a name. So the cat's name ended up being Tiger Sugar Cupcake Baby. That's funny. Yeah, but my dad kept calling him Paco, so then his name was Paco. See, two syllables, perfect. <laughs> right? It's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was such an asshole. He really was not a sugar cupcake baby. Mm. He could have been a tiger, but. So you got pissed at me on your podcast because you got pissed. I know you're looking like, huh, was I? Yes, you I'm were that selective memory there don't want to remember when you screamed at a woman Mm. because you said you listened to the episode of people you may know with your lunch podcast co-host Alex on it and I never mentioned you yeah yeah you you were furious
0: I, I think yeah justifiably so
1: right and I I do I agree with you you were justified I acted like a total bitch okay Okay,
0: look I wouldn't use that word
1: (laughs) you did multiple times
0: well I I cut that out actually so they don't the (laughs) listeners don't know that
1: (laughs) so I'm gonna remedy that please talk to me about Alex I need to know what is it like working with Alex
0: oh it's good um it's a, it's, I, I enjoy it. It's a good, good podcast dynamic. Um, we only do the show once a month. And so it, in know, in a way it's like, uh, we don't really talk to each other outside of the podcast. So we keep it fresh, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's kind of like having a, a friend that you call once a month, I guess, mm-hmm. except because, uh, you know, we're sick people. We have to make the world listen to it. Uh, it's, right. it's the podcaster curse is that other people have to hear your conversation. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know why we do it.
1: So that's interesting. That's how you keep the relationship fresh. Have you ever considered doing that in your romantic relationships? Maybe just making it a podcast, a monthly podcast. Hmm. Keep the heat. That's interesting.
0: I um haven't tried it. Um I'll keep it on the back burner. I mean, uh, I don't think you can go back once you've already had, like, I don't think I, I could start that with Frida right now. I'm trying
1: brother. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to
0: convince him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I like doing the podcast. It's uh, I. I think, it, and it's, uh, kind of just like an enjoyable thing for me to do. And, um, you did, you did stand up at one point, right? You... Like three times.
1: So I, yeah. am a pro. <laughs> I,
0: I can never get myself to do stand up. I think because like, just inherently getting up on a stage and talking about something kind of would imply that I should be doing that, I guess. Um, <laughs> have to have
1: too much self-esteem for it. I guess something.
0: so. Yeah. Or it's like I, if I get up on stage and start telling people, um, you know, what's up with girls calling their friends girlfriends? I mean, ladies, it's confusing. <laughs> 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 I shouldn't That's be good, doing right? that. I shouldn't be doing that, though. And I think having a podcast is like a less shameful way to kind of get that off my chest or whatever whatever dumb thing I have yeah
1: and you know I do think that it's like why do things have to be the way they used to be now some comedians are getting famous from YouTube or Twitter and it's like yeah I'd rather get noticed from home than have to go out all the time just yeah. to prove to, like, New York comic types that you've paid the dues.
0: Yeah, stand-up people are also, like, the biggest assholes. Like, uh, I, I I did some, like, improv and sketch comedy. I, I really don't do much of it anymore. But generally, those people will stick around for a show. Stand-ups never. Like, every stand-up I've ever seen will just bolt out the door once their set's done. Like, there's no... Yeah. Uh, It's a very selfish culture, I think. And they also do, like, three shows a night sometimes. It's a weird... Yeah, weird people.
1: Yeah, and if they are staying around, they're not watching you. They're outside smoking or something, you know, they they don't...
0: Get drunk and drive to the next club.
1: Yeah, and every person, I feel like even the local stand-up people, somehow think they're really important and cool. So they're, like, trying really hard to be like, oh, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, "Oh." Yeah. Uh, it's just embarrassing. A lot of uh, annoying type people are doing stand up and they also do always talk shit on improv, which i find very frustrating because it's like improv is generally way funnier <laughs> than stand up, so yeah. please calm down.
0: And it's like if your friends are stand ups, then you're going to hear their jokes like over and over again in a way that you won't with improv people. I mean, you might be like, "Oh, this guy brings up he do this bit where he picks up a card and says, you dropped your driver's license, Osama Bin Laden? Or, you know, you'll have like (laughs) an improv bit that you do sometimes, but
1: it's not the same as stand-ups. Yeah, that's so true. And I think that's like one of my biggest problems that I always had with considering doing stand-up is I don't really want to be... It feels a little not only boring, but also a little phony to just keep repeating these jokes. Yeah, and if you're really good at it, you can
0: pretend that you're just having the idea for the first time. Yeah. Um, Which is, yeah, like a little bit sociopathic, I think.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think it's a little crazy. And it's like, I'd rather just say it and be done. Like, that's why I did some of the, like, just recording, what I Mm -hmm. called stand-up... And just then I'm done because yeah. I really, I'm never going to go out places and perform this. I'm just not. Uh-huh. To drive an hour to perform at the only place that has that sort of shit near me, to not be watched by the 10 other people who are performing and yeah. get home at midnight. No. What the fuck is that for? No. yeah, It's bad. It's bad. So uh, you didn't give me any sort of scandal or drama about Alex. Is there
0: something? Uh, I would just say that uh, Alex and I are both kind of, uh, I don't know, um, mercurial types. Um, And I Mm. think we generally are able to like, I think we're both just like kind of understanding of bouts of depression in a way that's good. Um, like if, if one of us wants to not do the show for like three months because we're, uh you know, staring the abyss in the eye, I think we're both <laughs> kind of understand. Um, and uh, it's a very it's a low pressure and uh, enjoyable. And uh,
1: yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's a good dynamic. And I do feel like you guys are very similar in some ways. Like. For one, the main one, you both know so much about politics and history in a way that I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, couple of history boys. Mm-hmm. That's the original yeah. name for the podcast,
0: History Boys. You know what really sucks is that my, my side podcast, the Michelle Obama podcast, is never going to be seen because, you know, Michelle Obama took the name. It's
1: It's really ridiculous just because you're a little guy yeah like you should be able to sue her like you're metallica and she's (laughs) anyone who even thinks the name metallica yeah so you said
0: you like to eat weird foods i think i said weird because i didn't want to say exotic um or like i don't know like i guess international foods maybe is, is a way to put it um okay i i like um like if i hear that there's a restaurant that i've Never had that kind of food before. That's very uh, interesting to me. Like uh, I went to a Uyghur restaurant recently. Um, like the the Chinese oh, the the Chinese Muslims that, uh, that are allegedly being kept in cages. You know, well I, I don't need to get into the PRC here, but the and I do kind of think <laughs> that restaurant was CIA funded. But I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, but the food was it was interesting. I had um it was like kebab. Low main sort of
1: every culture has a kebab
0: yeah so <laughs> it, it and it was very um i think cardamom. or it, it was very it like burned my tongue in a weird way
1: hmm. um, or c- cumin
0: i think it was cuminy okay um or like i had um somalian food a little while ago and i thought that was really good or um I, i'm trying to find uh trinidadian food but it that one's hard to find over here
1: Okay. Have you had Ethiopian food? Yeah, a couple times. That one, I hear, is a favorite of many people.
0: Yeah, that's a um, that's kind of a fun one. Uh, have you not had it? No. It's very uh, vegetarian friendly. Like they have a lot of you can get like a vegetable platter basically, and it's just uh, it it, it comes in like a big piece of bread, the injera, is what they call it. It's kind of like a mm. like a sourdough pancake. And you, you eat it with your hands by tearing up the bread and scooping up the curries, basically.
1: Oh, okay. I knew there was the hand eating element, but I didn't know there was a bread involved.
0: Yeah, it's it, a sourdough pancake is probably the best way to describe it. it. And it's not bad, it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, that sounds interesting. Okay, so your main thing is just looking for food from other cultures, other countries. and
0: Yeah, I think that's just like a cool thing about Los Angeles is. is if you can think of a country, there's probably a restaurant of that country there, and so I don't have like an actual checklist, but I'm sort of doing a checklist. Cool. Have you had Iranian food? No. That's good. They have kebab too, but they have a bunch of other like uh, everyone's got stews. Everyone's got kebabs.
1: What the fuck, man? Yeah, it's just an easy thing Get to creative. make. it. What they're up? They have sticks everywhere, I guess. Yeah. You can make them on, like, a little sword.
0: I think that's probably, you know, if you, sorry to be graphic, but if you stab a cow, that's probably how they came up with kebab. But someone stabbed a cow with a sword and then accidentally caught it on fire, and then they were like, oh, okay, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, I'd say that's exactly how it got started. That's,
0: I think <laughs> that's how 2001 A Space Odyssey starts, is the monkeys accidentally stab a cow and then light it on fire.
1: Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Not I haven't seen the movie, so I don't even know kind of what you're getting at. It's okay. Nah, it's
0: fine. We'll cut it.
1: (laughs) You wish. You wish that I would cut that awkward moment. So I'm gonna ask you: Would you eat that? This is our next game. Okay. Great. Yeah. Okay. Goat blood straight from the neck of the goat. Hmm.
0: Um. Is it, would I, like, on a dare, or, like, do I want to eat it?
1: Um, I guess you were there, and it came up. So it's not a dare, but it's also not you seeking it out. It's just, it's around, would you eat it?
0: I think I would take a sip. Um, Sometimes, (laughs) sometimes I'll be at a restaurant, and I'll see something on the menu that sounds so gross that I think, like, well the only reason they would serve it is if it's good because it sounds bad. So it must be good. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Like they're they're not going to serve pineapple, uh, okra, unless that's a, like, it sounds gross, but maybe it's actually good and that's why they sell it. So if a place said like, Oh, here, try our complimentary blood. I might say, yeah, sure. I'll give it a sip.
1: Yeah. If you have other people who are drinking it, why would it be bad? Yeah. Do you notice though sometimes when you order those menu items that sometimes they are quite bad? Yeah, yeah, uh <laughs> it's a, it's a risky take. <laughs> yeah. I thought so. <laughs> but I do that sometimes too like uh it's a little less risky at like an Indian restaurant because you kind of know what stuff is going to taste like, but when it's like the star of this dish is garbanzo beans or whatever, Or peas or something that I'm just not crazy about. Sometimes I'm like, but if that's, like, the only thing in it, they must have put, like, a really good sauce here.
0: Yeah. Or maybe it's just, like, a big trick, you know? They're like, this is our worst thing. We're just going to advertise it the most. (laughs) So people will, it'll balance out, I guess.
1: Crowd favorite. Monkey brain.
0: I, um, probably not. I think... There's there's a few I mean, I'm not a vegetarian or anything, but there's a few things that uh like just seem too cruel to eat to me. Like uh like foie gras, I think I, I draw the line there. It it just seems pretty pretty evil. Uh and like veal seems kinda sad to me too, so I generally don't eat veal. And uh mon- I think monkey brains is probably in that category too for me.
1: Yeah. There was one I was reading about Well, first a coworker told me about it, but then when I was writing this list, after I'd written most of them, I did a Google search of, like, weird food, Uh just in case I missed anything cool, and this thing came up, it's uh, something from the Philippines, I guess, and it's called, I don't know how you say it, B-A-L-U-T, and it's, like, a duck that's still in the egg. And they boil it alive, and then you, like, break it open and suck out the juice, and then open it and eat the whole thing. Yeah. Um,
0: I don't think I'd want to try that.
1: Yeah. Even just for... There are definitely things, like, if there's any cruelty involved i definitely wouldn't eat it just in general if it's like a living thing i wouldn't eat it obviously but when there's a cruelty involved i definitely never would but there are also things that are just so gross and even if there weren't a cruelty element to that it's so gross i don't want to eat a fucking feathery fucking crunchy duck what the fuck
0: yeah (laughs) no Uh, At some Thai restaurants, you can order, uh, they call it, like, a thousand-year egg or something.
1: Yes, I I was going to ask you about those. Oh, really?
0: I have no idea what it is, but I asked once, like, what's the thousand-year egg? And the waitress was like, you don't want that. Just don't.
1: (laughs) Okay, so this is the thing. I was going to ask you about that because it was on Amazing Race once, and they were like, these smell terrible, and it was just you know, a big thing. But then when I was looking it up, they were calling them 100-year eggs. So I don't know if they're the same or what. But the 100-year egg said that they, like, bury eggs or something until they're, like, super rotten. It's for, like, a very long time. Uh And then they're so, like, full of sulfur. They're black and they stink. And then people eat them because I don't know why.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's an acquired taste.
1: I guess so, yeah. A lot of the best things are, I guess, or things that people consider to be the best things. Like, I feel like alcohol and coffee, coffee. and cigarettes. I mean, I know that's not eating it, but it's a similar thing where you first have and you go, and then over time, you're like, I love it.
0: Yeah, in, in Finland, they eat this candy um, that's like a salty licorice, but it's got like volcano ash in it or something. And it just tastes Mm. like aggressively, like a burnt tire. So, and that's just, and uh, I I knew this because there was a a foreign exchange girl from Finland uh, when I was in middle school. And she Mm. said one time that if she's eating a candy and her tongue starts to bleed, then she knows Mm. it's good. Um, And I don't know if that's probably not, I'm not going to say every Finland person believes that, but at least one does.
1: I love that. You just start going around now going, people from Finland are crazy, man. Let me tell you, they're totally nuts.
0: The top candy over there is a razor
1: blade. <laughs> what other candies would make your tongue bleed? Like just like a really sharp hard candy? No, just like
0: more like a chemical thing. Like you're like it's oh. so so sour or so bitter or so nasty in some way. Like
1: I never understood that. Even like growing up, I feel like a lot of kids would like warheads and stuff, where they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, it's so sour," and I'm like. But then what's the good thing about it, though? Why? (laughs) What are you looking for? Those are the thrill seekers, I guess, who are probably dead now because they tried heroin.
0: Yeah. Warheads are, I think, sweet in the middle. I I used to Mm -hmm. wash off the sour part and eat the middle sometimes. Pretty good. Brilliant.
1: Yeah. See, I didn't learn that until I was like an adult because I never as a kid never even got far enough to find out that it's sour for like two seconds and then it's sweet. I was like, too sour. We're done. (laughs) Did you eat fireballs ever? Um, I've had them, like intense cinnamon, like any cinnamon candy, I just don't think tastes very good.
0: Yeah, there, I don't know anyone who really enjoys fireballs, but I feel like they were around a lot.
1: I bought this big thing of cinnamon once that I forget what type it's called, but it was like a specific type. And I was like, whatever, it's probably just cinnamon. No, it fully tasted like cinnamon candy. Hmm. So it made me realize that's like a different type of cinnamon and it was fucking gross. I tried to add it to my oatmeal. I was like, oh <laughs> sick. Huh. Yeah. Barbecue tarantulas.
0: Um I I went to Mexico City and then I went to Mexico a couple times. Um and there's a lot of like bug eating uh down in like the more southern parts of Mexico. A lot of like pre-Columbian cuisine was bug. And uh, I think I generally stayed away from it. I, it. It's a little bit too gross for me. Um, the only bug I ate was they—they they crushed up some ants and offered to put it in a salsa at one point, and I was like, I guess why not? It's—I don't really see any like—it's not—it's not, it's not going to look like ants. It just looks like dust.
1: See, and that's. <laughs> I I talk about Married at First Sight all the time on this show, but that just happened on an episode of Married at First Sight where they went to Mexico and they were offered, I think it must have been ants, and the girl's like, I guess I'll try And she's like, oh, don't put it in the guacamole. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess it's, but it's like, is this adding something? Did you notice a difference in the taste? It was very
0: salty. I think they must preserve them in salt or something. Oh, okay.
1: So it's like, can we not just use salt? Do we yeah. need the ants involved? <laughs> you got to use the ant
0: salt. That's the best one.
1: <laughs> yeah, some of the buggy things, I just don't know. One of the ones when I was looking up the weird foods, there was like a ant soup and it was like uh, ant eggs and some other ant thing. And then they're like, oh, and also just some normal ants just for for the heck of it. <laughs>
0: as a garnish Yes,
1: and <laughs> so funny whenever they have something like that they're always like oh but if you can get past like how absolutely disgusting this this whole thing is it really has kind of like a nutty taste <laughs> it's like I don't, I don't like nutty tastes enough that I'm gonna eat bugs like it's never that great of a flavor they're never like it tastes like chocolate cake it's always like I don't know something I don't need that have you much. Seen, anyway. um,
0: have you seen Snowpiercer? No. Oh, um well this might be a big spoiler for Snowpiercer but there are these people living in a society and then they're eating these like food blocks and then towards the end of the movie it's revealed that the food blocks are actually like crushed up bugs and everyone's like oh gross disgusting. Uh, And I found out that actually, that was like a last minute change from the studio. And originally, it was going to be that they look in the machine, and it's like full of shit, and they're all eating like crushed up shit. Uh, So I guess like the studio was like, that's a bit too far. Maybe we'll just make it bugs. And so they just, they just basically changed one shot of the movie. And they were like, okay, they're eating bugs now. I guess that's pretty bad.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. No. Good idea. don't. <laughs> what are you doing? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Bugs. Fine. I don't. That's insane. Okay. But I am mad at you for spoiling Snowpiercer. <laughs> it's it's not the biggest spoiler. There's There's a few more twists past that. No, that seems like probably the number one. Reveal in the movie. That's like what the whole movie's about. What is this food we're eating? Who knows? Oh, I, I enjoy it. Oh, I'm not so sure. Yeah. It's a culinary tale, basically. It's like the, <laughs> it's like those Steve Coogan movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all about the conversation and the food.
1: Yeah. Placenta.
0: Um. No, I think it's. I, I think the thing about placenta is that. It's not that it's gross. Well, it is that it's gross, but it's that it's gross and some people don't think it's gross. Like, the people who are into eating placenta just think it's a very normal thing to do, and that makes me uncomfortable. If it was like, oh, sick, (laughs) this guy's... Like, I don't know. Um, (laughs) But if somebody was just, like, serving placenta in in a way... why do they eat it is it do you eat your own placenta only or do you eat anyone's placenta
1: I think you are supposed to just eat your own but some of the people who are into it are like everyone should have some of my placenta it's gonna be Uh, good for anybody (laughs) uh, yeah that's pretty gross but yeah I think the idea is like there's nutrients in it or some shit but it's like I don't think so i can't imagine it would just come out at the end as this sack of, of bloody tissue if you're supposed to be putting that back in your body that just seems weird
0: yeah because it's not because um, like what i heard is that an egg yolk an egg yolk is is what the the chicken eats while it's in the egg like that that yellow stuff is like there's nutrients in there Oh. Um but I think placenta is like a membrane, right? It's not does it have the nutrients in itself?
1: I don't know.
0: Yeah, I thought things just passed through it. Maybe it's like a sponge. It gets like soaked up.
1: I think that's what people are thinking is okay. that oh, all of those things, like all the vitamins or the food or whatever is going through this thing, so it must still have it. I really I don't know. Okay. Um, I feel like it's like that scene in Game of Thrones where Daenerys eats the horse heart or whatever and you're like this will give me life like it's just totally <laughs> diluted like n- yeah. no I don't I don't think that's doing anything for you not making you powerful or whatever.
0: Yeah and it's not like I'm going to be at a at a restaurant in some like you know f- fancy city and I'm like oh I got placenta on the menu I might uh. a a sampler platter they have a placenta flight
1: uh it would only be like your weird neighbor
0: yeah and i I don't think i would do that
1: (laughs) i don't even know if people eat this or if it's allowed this is just if you could eat it it was safe would you eat raw shrimp
0: hmm um interesting question uh are they peeled yes Okay. Um, I, re- I do like shrimp. I think they're good. I think they are, like, if you think about it too much, they're basically, they are bugs in a way. Um, but, uh, like, like a nice cocktail ring of shrimp, just half cold, half, or, you know, half raw, half cooked. Might, yeah, I might give it a shot.
1: So are cocktail shrimp generally uncooked? Are they raw sometimes? I think they're always
0: boiled because the shrimp is like a different color before it gets cooked
1: okay yeah because i know shrimp is like weird because i remember on top chef they talked about making ceviche or something and they were like you don't even have to cook this shrimp if there's lime juice and that cooks it it's like what the fuck lime juice don't cook shit but apparently if it's like seafood or something maybe it does
0: yeah if you leave it out in the sun with lime juice it works like a tanning oil or something maybe
1: Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm yummy dog meat no too sad too sad yeah yeah absolutely i don't know how you say this one either maybe natto the fermented soybeans have you ever heard of this Mm -mm. so they're like it looks like pinto beans covered in like Monterey Jack cheese. It that's what it looks like. Like very stretchy, melty, that's how it looks. But they describe it as having like a very strong smell and they say that when Americans try to eat it, they're like Ugh! but Japanese people love it. So they're always like LOL. Huh.
0: Um I think that's in my like I would take a bite realm.
1: Okay. Have you ever had shirataki noodles? I don't think so. They are, I think they're made out of tofu maybe, but they turn them into these noodles and they're in water or something and they're like zero calories. That's like how they're advertised. Like you could have noodles and they are no calories. And I tried to eat them once. (laughs) I tried. I put them on a plate Uh and they smelled like Well, your choice, however you want to put it, fish or pussy, (laughs) um, really very upsetting stench. And I couldn't, I tried to psych myself up. It was like when you're going to take a shot of vodka or something and you're like, come out. And it's like 10 minutes of trying to get yourself hyped. And I never, I couldn't do it. Did you uh, cook it? I don't recall if you were okay. supposed to cook it or what the deal was. I think I did. I think I made it into spaghetti. I'm pretty sure they like had like how you could make it, and I did a whole thing with it, huh, and it was still disgusting to smell. Huh.
0: Um I read that you can you can buy kidneys from the butcher sometimes but you're supposed to like soak them or something for a while before you cook it. Because if you buy a kidney immediately and cook it, it just smells like piss. Like your entire house just <sighs> smells like you're cooking with pee somehow.
1: Yeah. Again, top chef. Oh, they really? had Yes. They had an episode where everyone had to make, british food i think was the whole deal so one person was cooking with a kidney and when the people were eating it they were like oh he didn't clean this crackly, it tastes like piss oh, yeah. and i was like just knowing that that can happen and that's what's in there why are we eating the kidney ever yeah
0: it's like once you get past all the piss it's pretty good
1: <laughs> you can get the piss flavor out yeah ooh, it's yummy <laughs> <laughs> we do not need this yeah okay this is the one that i found from the list okay jellied moose nose huh um that's I i don't huh what's a moose nose is it like a dog's nose sort of i think so they they explain the preparation as something like you boil it to soften it and then they have to boil it again to get the hair off and okay. et etc cetera, et cetera, add things till it turns into a jello okay that sounds a little bit like uh, head cheese
0: um mm. and which i haven't had that either um i if it this is another thing where if it was like oh bro i dare you to eat this and i don't know maybe i do it but uh maybe in my younger years I would maybe I'm older now and that's that's growing up as you say I won't eat the moose nose but
1: uh yeah the classic growing up (laughs) saying are you an adult or do you still eat the moose nose (laughs) oh no (laughs) yeah uh but I think noses are kind of gross
0: like if I look at a dog's nose I think it's kind of nasty sometimes
1: oh I don't want to eat that no 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 yeah. And I am wondering, cause they said when they like make the jello mold, they're doing like, you know, when people make jello mold and they put like the can of shitty fruit in there, little cubes of fruit. It mm-hmm. sounds like they do something like that with this jellied moose nose. And it's like, so am I to be biting into it? And then at a certain point, I may be like, oh, I got the actual nose. Huh, 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 huh. Oh. Like, is that in there as a solid? or is I see that what you're saying. A... Yeah, that'd be gross. Huh. I
0: wouldn't want that at all.
1: No, because it did look like there were some solids throughout. So I'm not sure. It wasn't just a jelly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe they just
0: like <laughs> put a couple like whole moose noses. It's like a mixture of <laughs> both.
1: Is that a pear or a Moose nose. Oh. Moose nose. Yeah.
0: If it matches with Havarti, it's not a, not a
1: business. Okay. I want you to tell me about not liking movies anymore.
0: Yeah. This is, uh, um, this is kind of a new thing. I don't know. I, I go through like weird phases where, uh, like I'll be a book guy or a movie guy, I guess. And and it's just kind of a thing that I've learned to sort of just let happen and not get too distraught about it. Cause I think there is a way that I could be distraught. I mean, I'm in film school right now. Um, and so Mm -hmm. I I could see myself being like, wait a minute, I'm in film school and I don't even like movies. What's, what am I doing with my life? But I think I I know the process enough to know that it it loops back around, but, uh, yeah, at some point, um, a few months ago, it just kind of clicked over in my head and I think, uh, movies are generally not, uh, fun to watch. And, uh, yeah it's it's just i mean i guess maybe that's not weird unless people know that i in other circumstances would be watching a very much lot of movies and uh i think that's kind of you know like i said i've been watching the bird channel like i just every every stimulation every stimulus is kind of it's all the same in some way
1: (laughs) do you still like movies that you used to like
0: yeah but it's like i if i'm watching it i might think well what am i i'd rather be doing something else like i i'm not really uh like i i think i i used to keep a list of every movie i watched and at some point i stopped keeping that list and uh it was like i didn't have the drive to like watch one movie after the other or if i if i'm watching it i'm just like i it it could be anything and i think it's just like everything kind of mellows out it's like um ever watch a movie on an airplane Mm. i have this theory that every movie on an airplane is like a three star like a c a c movie like it's it's hard Mm -hmm. to really enjoy or really dislike a movie on an airplane uh and i think that's just like every movie for me uh at the current moment i watched um a movie called rudderless on the airplane once and it was like uh this kid oh It was like this dad found his dead son's like songs and he was like doing covers of his dead son's songs. Uh, And then like midway through, they revealed that the kid died because he was a school shooter. Um, (laughs) I thought that was very strange. Um, But still, I, at the end of it, I was like, yeah, it was okay.
1: Interesting. It's like, I could see that being good or being bad, you know, it just depends. I think
0: William H. Macy directed it. It was like
1: mm.
0: maybe his first directed movie.
1: I'm not like a huge fan of his. I know some people are like, oh, I love him. Like, me. Yeah.
0: I I, I think um, he's doing Shameless now and I, I haven't watched that at all.
1: That show looks like shit to me. I've tried mm. to watch it before. It was not good. The previews look terrible. I don't like anyone in it, really. Mm. I think Emmy Rossum is a terrible actress. Okay. <laughs> So I can't, I don't know. That's his main thing. Come on, get out yeah. of here. They also did a whole, like, uh, bad
0: hombres. Uh, with, like, it was like a very outdated Trump quote that they used, like, two years after it happened. They were like, oh, God. season seven of Shameless. The bad hombres are coming back to town.
1: Oh, and my I, God. I just saw
0: that and I was like, what are they doing here? And then, you know, I mean. But you know, prayers up for William H. Macy. His his wife is doing time in in the slammer, so you know he's probably he doesn't he deserves more tonight. We can give him a little bit of love.
1: Yeah, well, that's what she gets for being in uh, Trans America, that movie <laughs> where she played a trans woman. It's like, well, do we need this from you, Felicity? I didn't see that one,
0: but uh, yeah, it sounds bad.
1: Yeah, it's not good, and she's just trying like to. And I'm sure they told her to do this too, but she's really trying to like masculine up her features, which yeah. is like, I don't know, not really appropriate. Yeah. Do you still like TV shows? I think
0: as something to watch. Like, I, I, I think I'm. I Frida's been watching shows, and I tell her I'll just kind of like come in and out of it. Like, I, I don't really care enough to be like, oh, what did I miss or anything with any shows right now. Um, but I will watch them to see them through uh started watching lovecraft country on hbo and it's a Mm -hmm. show that i have no idea if i like or not like i think it might be awful but i I keep watching it yeah
1: Yeah, it doesn't look
0: very good to me it when i watched the pilot episode um i I couldn't really place what i thought about it and then i saw the end credits it said produced by jj abrams and jordan peele and I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, it, it feels exactly like if you tried to put those two people together.
1: <laughs> I don't like a lot of, um, like, fantastical type of, like, whoa, big monsters. And so anything like that just doesn't doesn't do it for me. Like, fantasy? No.
0: Yeah, and, and this show is, uh, it takes kind of a weird perspective on that, where it's, like, all that witchcraft, like, Lovecraftian wanting to summon the next world is all just like in the context of the show it's like bullshit that white people are doing that's kind of like almost in the background Um mm. and so the show
1: itself kind of like thinks it's all stupid in a weird one. Uh mm. weird show so it's like probably one of those things where the characters are skeptical but then it's gonna be real and then they can't deny it or something that sort of thing sort of yeah hmm What else does Frida watch?
0: Um, She's been watching a peep show recently. It's a British TV show with uh, Mitchell and Webb. Um, I think Webb is problematic now. I think he might be one of those British problematic people.
1: Is that the skinny one or the other one? The skinny one. Okay. Like there's this
0: weird transphobia that's running wild through England right now. And I think he might have caught it from from Graham Linehan a little bit the IT crowd guy oh everyone I don't know England is weird they're all like very uh they're not doing very good on that front a lot of like JK Rowling not great
1: no not Um,
0: great yeah uh she also watched um she's been burning through a lot of FX series uh Hmm. Man Seeking Woman with Jay Baruchel uh
1: Atlanta, the Donald Glover show. Um, Did she get yet to the trans episode of Atlanta? I, the one where it's like the TV episode? Maybe. It's the one where they're like, if someone could choose to be like, say that I feel white in my heart of that thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I remember that one. They kind of like, they play it like it's, um, who's that guy? Char, Charles, Charlie, uh, Charles, rose charlie uh charlie rose is that guy's name you know i'm talking about charlie
1: rose i I don't really know him but he's like the famous interviewer yeah or like a
0: larry king like they try to make it like a fake Mm. like larry king uh she did see that one i i didn't ask her what she felt about it um because i i do feel like that episode was kind of weird and maybe best to just brush past it
1: it's it was very confusing to me even like what the intention was exactly but it seemed incredibly offensive and I couldn't watch the show after that but (laughs) it felt that way to me but uh, it's hard to say
0: yeah it was it was almost like it almost took like I'm just asking questions type right stance which is like never a good thing like no one's ever just asking questions for like Mm. good reasons well maybe they could be and we're just programmed to think that no one ever is but this one definitely felt kind of, kind of icky.
1: Yeah. I think they're generally not. It's, it does remind me of just like Dave Chappelle's up, and, and just, it's a similar thing where people go, well, I'm making jokes or making observations. And it's like, okay, but what are your real thoughts on it? Pretty yeah. much what you said. Okay. So it's not really a joke. Great. That's yeah. why we don't enjoy it because we know that's <laughs> what you really think. Yeah. And you're pumping people up in the audience to feel the same way. But No, sure, it's a joke. (laughs) So what is the last movie or TV show that you really enjoyed? Boy,
0: I don't know. The last one I can really think... I I liked Uncut Gems. That came out last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was a movie that really, like, stuck with me. And I I watched it, like, a second time pretty shortly after seeing it for the first time. And I was, like, picking up things I didn't see before. And um, there might be something since then. But that's the last movie I can remember, like, really feeling strongly about.
1: It's like a brilliant premise to take some real thing that happened and write the story around it, like the real um, games and how those all went to create that. It was just fucking cool. Yeah. um, And
0: uh, just, yeah, generally a a really good movie. And um, my first time watching it, I just felt so tense that I, I didn't really know if I liked it. Like I thought it was good, but I didn't know if I enjoyed it. And then the second time, once you kind of know, like, how it begins and how it ends, you can sort of maybe enjoy the ride more. Uh, And I Mm -hmm. I thought it just has a lot of, like, really great little characters and little exchanges. And it's very, very, a lot of things to enjoy in there.
1: Yeah, definitely. The fucking Furby, the Diamond Furby and stuff. Just little things like that are, like, so incredibly silly. But it works and feels real. And it's just hilarious though Mm -hmm. i know you couldn't really know what happens like in the movie but like my husband like knows like so much about sports stuff so he like knew like what happened in that element of it so he's like oh i know he knew they were going to win the game or that he was going to get many points okay so it's like a different uh sort of experience for him is that like sports nerd i guess yeah but I would think that kind of would mess it up a little bit. Take some of the tension away. But
0: I guess you just have to assume that most people aren't going to have that distinctive a memory of a game from like uh, nine <laughs> years ago.
1: Yeah. But you never know because um, when I watch Jeopardy, whenever they have questions about sports stuff or even like college sports, they often ask about how many people know those answers is like shocking to me. I'm like, how the fuck did you learn this?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, do you ever watch Jeopardy on uh, Netflix? Um, I haven't yet. Oh, no. uh,
0: they, that's, a, that's the a thing I actually do watch a lot of me and me and Frida burn through all the, the Netflix Jeopardies whenever they, because mm-hmm. it's very like easy to watch. You just turn it on and watch an episode or two. And, um, there was a, a game a little while ago. Maybe it happens every now and then that they'll have like a sports category and none of the three people know it. And mm-hmm. I think if I was ever on Jeopardy and that happened to me, I would be like, thank God, like, if you're just on a panel of all nerds and you're like, okay, well, good. No one's going to get these questions.
1: Yeah, because you can be totally fucked by certain categories. Like things like the Bible, I do not know. Sports, yeah. I do not know. I mean, geography, I don't know. Let's be honest. A lot of them, I don't know. But I did take a class on Shakespeare, so now I know some of that shit. And yeah. that is why I was like, I need these Jeopardy answers.
0: You got to know Canadian geography. They ask, like, a lot of – and I if I ever get on the show, which is, I think – I, I want to go on when I'm, like, 40, I think. I want to go on when I'm kind of mm-hmm. old to have some some wisdom accumulated. But I'd have to learn what Canada is at some point because they ask so many questions about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, to show respect to Alex, he's going to yeah. expect you to know that. So. Yeah. I tur- they turn your
0: buzzer off if you get Canada questions wrong. They, they get pissed.
1: <laughs> okay, Uncut Gems is the last movie that you really liked. Mm-hmm. No TV shows, though? Uh,
0: I can't think of one that I've enjoyed. Every TV show I watch is just like, it's okay. Like I thought like mm. Michaela Cole's new show, I May Destroy You was pretty good. Uh, have mm. you watched that one at all? Yes. Very good. I watched that. I It, it definitely, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Like it kind of became very uh, abstract towards the end and kind of like a, like a Charlie Kaufman way almost. Like it's making you aware that you're watching a narrative be constructed, I guess uh and i i thought that was i thought that was good i like that show
1: yeah i thought it was definitely still good as it went on but because it went away from what i expected initially i kind of was like i don't love this i feel like where it was at the beginning was so entertaining and funny and unique and then right. as it moved on it was just so weird that it's like this is a good show too but i kind of miss that show <laughs>
0: Yeah, there was, like, the first three episodes or so, I thought I kind of knew what the show was. Like, I was like, okay, now she's going to become, like, this, uh, like, avenging angel of, like, you know, assault mm-hmm. victims, basically. But that's not really what happened, um, but...
1: Uh, Actually, some of that part was cheesy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's, like, one episode where it en- ends and you're like, oh, it's- so is she, like, dead? Did she die? But then they just never really address <laughs> it again. Um,
1: it's unclear sometimes when the episodes end. You're like, is that the last episode of the series? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about did did you watch Fleabag?
0: I I watched the first episode of Fleabag, and I know people say it got better. I I didn't like the first episode. What about
1: Catastrophe?
0: I I thought Catastrophe was pretty good. I I thought the most well, the final season was like the least depressing of the seasons. Mm, um, yeah. And maybe my favorite because of that, because I, I, I can only watch so much like marital discord TV show. Like at a certain point, mm-hmm. it's just like miserable to watch. I think, and I think in season was it season three was the final one?
1: I don't know, might have been four.
0: Well, whatever. Yeah, season three or four, the last one. Uh, it, it, mostly the episodes ended on a positive note, and I found it very kind of like you know palatable.
1: Which is interesting because, of course, like, his baby died, like, prior to that season. (laughs) So you're like, oh, this is where you get the optimism.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe that kind of softened him up or something.
1: Yeah, he's just like, probably, like, didn't want to deal with any more depressing shit. It's like, can we make this season a little happier? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'd like to be smiling in some of the episodes. So do you think that part of your like not being as interested in movies is just that you're so involved in it with school and stuff. Uh,
0: it, it's possible. Um, but it, it is like this weird thing where I'll just like, I'll read a book and then something flicks over my brain where I'm just like, okay, I like books now. And then mm-hmm. I'll watch a movie and this thing flicks over. And I'll be like, okay, I like movies now. Um, mm-hmm. like this happened about a year ago. I started reading, uh, Robert Caro's Lyndon Johnson biographies. And, um, a similar thing. I just got like kind of lost interest in movies and didn't want to read anything else. And I took a Greyhound bus to Texas just to to soak in the, the Texas air. Uh, and I was like reading the book the whole time. And
1: uh, wow, romantic girl stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then at some point I watched a movie and was like, oh, okay, I like movies again. And I think <laughs> I have enough faith that it'll loop back around. But it, it could be that, yeah, I'm, I'm going to school for movie stuff i'm doing some like editing work on the side and i'm maybe a little bit immersed or something and it's maybe that i kind of watch with a very analytical eye and it's hard to turn off sometimes
1: well and most movies really do suck i think a lot of shows are great but now i feel like almost every movie is terrible and you're just like there's no people don't know how to create something interesting without being completely formulaic yeah i don't know do you have anything that you would want to recommend to people? Anything that you really like? Yeah,
0: I, I've been on a big uh, Herman Melville kick recently. And uh, if anyone out there is maybe has read some of his stuff and didn't maybe get it, or uh, I, I read his book, The Confidence Man, which was his, his last novel he published before he died. Uh, he had one published after he died, but uh, and that's like his comedy. And then I think once I understood his his comedic sense better, I went back and reread Moby Dick and I thought it was like funnier. Uh, So I I say if anybody is interested in Herman Melville, but maybe doesn't understand where he's coming from sometimes, uh, The Confidence Man is a very good book. Uh, Also, I have a podcast called The Lunch Podcast. You can check that out.
1: (laughs) That's really interesting, though, to think about, like, sometimes you do have to know someone more know where they're coming from Mm -hmm. in order to really enjoy the things they're doing because when you're just like is this intentional or is this yeah like the the main character
0: of Moby Dick is like supposed to be kind of an obnoxious like uh he's like very verbose or very like he he's kind of an idiot in a way and that's something that same thing with like the Sopranos like maybe when I first started watching the Sopranos I didn't realize that like the the writers know that these people are dumb or like that mm. they're, they're writing the characters to be not as smart as they think they are sometimes. And uh, I think once you kind of are able to figure out that sort of like where you should stand in relation to the characters, it's maybe more interesting.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, it can help you like the show more for sure. Cause sometimes this would happen a lot when I would watch the TV show Parenthood mm. where a lot of characters would do things that were just very unlikable and I would always wonder do they want us to think this is not a good thing they did or do they want us to be on their side because if they want us to be on their side I'm gonna have a harder time with the show (laughs) so I just had to convince myself no they know it's wrong they know (laughs) yeah good recommendation I like it I mean I'm not gonna read it but maybe someone listening will someone will we might have some readers listening that's not me. I went the other way. I never had that strong interest in books. Mine was music and like TV or movies where now I'm like, oh, I don't even care about music. I realized. Yes. I feel like I can just listen to the
0: radio and I'm fine on music or like if I get a Spotify playlist, that's good.
1: Yeah, we're good. Not particular when people are like constantly you listening to new things. and like, oh, this is new favorite band. I'm like, how? And and when I try, it's like movies. If I try to listen to music, I think it all sucks. I can only listen to just, like, whatever's on the radio and just accept it or something that I liked 20 years ago because I don't even hear – I just hear the nostalgia. I couldn't tell you if it's good or bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. I can get that.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, I really appreciate – Clementine joining us today. And it's She's been on camera the entire time. <laughs> the entire yeah. time. Not doing enough showing off for me. I would like to see a little more performance. She got tired. She was really pushing at the beginning. She was stretching her <laughs> leg
0: pretty far. Yeah.
1: Might have pulled a muscle. May need a vet trip soon. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I will, uh, I mean, I guess I'll probably just see your Clementine posts on Instagram since you never come into the chat anymore. (laughs) You know, I posted a picture
0: of her the other day, and I don't know if nobody saw it. I've become like a a parent or something. Like, I posted a picture of her, and I got one like on Instagram. And I was like, did everybody, did nobody see this, or did people see it and not like it? And if they didn't like it, what the fuck is wrong with them? And like, I it's not good. I don't know. Maybe it's fine. Maybe that's just like, it's like I said, uh, uh, God help my friends. If I ever have a kid, I just feel like I'll be worse. I don't know.
1: I think that's fine though. I actually am really weirded out by people who are like, Ooh, post photos of your kids. It's like, honestly, grow up. People should be posting photos of their kids if they have kids. If yeah. you're not, that probably means you don't really love them or you care more about being cool to your 30 year old's, friends or whatever yeah. like, fuck off yeah you know, post whatever <laughs> i i don't think i saw this picture if it got one like unless it was for me i most likely did not see it was this okay. on the weekend i just want you to know people seem to be less active on weekends it might have
0: been yeah but it was kind of like she was like on her back and i don't know if the picture seemed too seductive and i kind of got to like second thinking myself like is it inappropriate that i posted this picture i don't know i just i'll be like one of those moms posting like pictures of their baby's dick on facebook and just like not <laughs> knowing it's weird to do that
1: it may again have been a what did the artist intend yeah. people may have seen it and go does casey want us to be turned on by this <laughs> or was he <laughs>
0: yeah i mean the caption was hey guys this
1: you horny or what <laughs> <laughs> no comments wow shocking yeah. <laughs> okay well i'll go find that one and i'll i'll give you a like i, if it I deleted even. it I, I got i got upset i deleted it i said what
0: they don't deserve this picture
1: <laughs> oh my god okay well I'm sorry that I missed it.
0: No, I mean, it's okay. I I figured either people didn't see it because the algorithm went wrong or people did see it and they were offended by it. So I said, I'm just going to take it off. I don't know what's going on here. It's definitely one or the other. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Do you ever wish that your home could be infested with termites or that a cockroach would crawl in your ear? Maybe you fantasized about being covered head to toe with fire ants. If the answer is an emphatic yes, I have the perfect podcast for you. Love and learning about bugs with Mark and Andrew Bear. Mark is a bug scientist and Andrew is a musician and together they make a perfect team, like a butterfly and another butterfly that are friends. So if you wanna hear two people whisper in your ear about bugs, give it a listen. Legal disclaimer, the Love and Learn About Bugs podcast is in no way affiliated with Looney Tunes, Warner Brothers, or Bugs Bunny. Any resemblance of Bugs to Bugs Bunny is purely coincidental.